Yes, sir. What is good, everybody? Welcome back into Pinpointed, another episode. Oh, my goodness. Let's jump in. NFL news, NBA news, another quick podcast for you. Follow us, Pinpointed on Instagram, Pinpointed Sports, and Pinpointed on YouTube. Let's go right now. Okay. NFL, let's go and start with this. Hill was traded from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. Oh my goodness, I don't know. How, is this insane? It is truly insanity what's happening right now in the NFL. And I was telling you this yesterday, or two days ago, is there's a massive trend. Everybody's going all in. Everybody's sacrificing future first round or second rounders and just going all in. Now, this is the 11th team in the AFC that is good enough to make the playoffs or an actual run deep into a potential AFC Championship game. The Dolphins have Tua, Hill, Waddle, Gesicki. The talent in their offense is spectacular. They got a new left tackle as well, Armstead from the 49ers. I mean, it's insane. So them and the Bills now easily run the AFC East. They really pose a threat to the Bills. Bills are probably ranked number one, if I were to guess, just because the Chiefs got a little worse. But let me, let me, it's hard to say who won this trade between the Chiefs and the Dolphins because the Chiefs got a first rounder, a second rounder, a fourth, and a fourth and sixth next year. So they got a ton of picks for a one player who's a stud, fastest pro receiver in the league. You just got paid $30 million a year. Chiefs couldn't afford it. Now, it's good for the Chiefs because them paying $30 million for that receiver really puts a detriment in their salary cap. They're paying Mahomes over 40, they're paying Kelsey, and they're paying Jones. Chris Jones, their defensive tackle. So putting all that money and adding it to Tyreek would really put them in a difficult position to get help defensively and other pieces offensively. So I think this is a good trade for the Chiefs, but it does make them worse. But it helps them in the long run because Mahomes can carry you without Hill. You still got Kelsey. Hopefully Juju steps up a little bit. McCole Harmon's there. You got good running backs. You've got offensive pieces. So, and arguably their offensive pieces are just as good as Buffalo. I mean, Kelsey versus Diggs. Juju versus the next best guy for Buffalo, which are either Dawson or Davis, Gabriel Davis. So their offense isn't bad. It's not like they're lacking weapons. So, and as far as the Dolphins, I'm kind of confused. And I know they're trying to go all in. They had this issue with Brian Flores tanking games, potentially getting paid to tank. The owner now maybe is trying to tell the Dolphins, let's go all in here. But again, with the AFC so stacked, and I know Tua's young on a rookie deal, so you want to take advantage of that. But are you really thinking that the Dolphins are going to make a run this year? I mean, probably not. So is it worth giving all those picks up for Hill? And I guess it's just so difficult to think about. And I know you always want to go all in. You know, you always want to win a damn championship. So you don't blame them for going after Hill. And they're going to be an exciting offense. But is Tua the real deal? They kept going back and forth. They, they weren't even sure about Tua until they finally committed to him. And, you know, are the Dolphins really the real deal? So, sending all those picks to the Chiefs is going to be interesting. The Chiefs, on the other hand, I mean, they only got a 29th in the first round. The second round's a 50. So, they got some decent value out of that. 
but how much is that going to help the Chiefs? So it's a very difficult trade to decipher because on one hand it's positive, on one hand it's negative. For the Chiefs, long-term it's good because they don't pay three players over freaking 70, 80 million. And it's necessary in a salary cap league, unfortunately. And for the Dolphins, are the Dolphins really going to make it to the AFC Championship game? If they don't in the next couple years, how much of this is wasted? And the AFC is so stacked. Right now, Chargers, potentially the Broncos are leading in the AFC West. And the Chiefs kind of took a step back now. The Bills are favorites. Ravens are favorites. I mean, goodness me. And talk about the Patriots, man. The Patriots are off the map. They're in contention for third to fourth in that freaking division, AFC East. I have no faith in the Patriots. That will be a podcast for another day. But until I see something from the New England Patriots, they are done. You heard it here first. They are D-O-N-E, done. Okay, transition to this. NBA. The massive news coming from New York is Kyrie Irving is going to be able to play in the home games as the potential vaccine mandate is going to be rescinded. So now the Nets, oh boy, they are back. And I mean, they are back. You've got KD, Kyrie in every single game now. And whenever Ben Simmons comes back, that immensely makes them better, no matter what you say, even if they haven't played together at all. 6'10", can facilitate, play defense. I was down on the Nets a couple weeks ago, but dude, the only caveat was that Kyrie wasn't going to be able to play home games. But now he is, and now this puts an exponential amount of pressure in the standings because you do not want to play the Nets in the first round. The Nets are right now the eighth seed. Two games back of the Raptors for the seventh and three games back of sixth of the Cavs. And there are 10 games left. And they play, right now they're playing the Grizzlies, which they are losing. They have to play the Heat, which is a tough game, and they play the Net. Uh, they play the Bucks. The only two tough games remaining. And then they win the rest of the seven. So, can they overtake Toronto? Potentially. And if they get to the seventh seed, they play Toronto, which will be probably the eighth seed. And it's going to be interesting if they can take over Cleveland, because that means the sixth seed. So if they're the sixth seed, that means they play Philly, potentially third, or Boston, because they're both tied. So Boston has to be very careful, because if I'm them, I do not want to play Brooklyn in the first round. And Brooklyn has a chance to most likely, if they play in the plan in seventh or eighth, which is most likely, they will win and be the seventh seed, and they will play the second seed. And Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly are all either the second or a half game back of second place. And ideally, you want to be first to avoid Brooklyn. But my goodness, the Celtics and the Bucks or the 76ers are going to be in real trouble because one of those teams will have to play Brooklyn. And you're going to have to play a game of chicken almost to avoid that seeding. So if I'm Boston, I'm I'm continuously winning. I'm going to try to get the number two seed. And just hope Brooklyn starts to win because if they don't, seven plays the two seed. And that's a troubling... Oh, God. And I can't guarantee Boston beating Brooklyn in the first round. Kyrie, KD, and potentially Simmons? That's a top two, three team in the East. 
concerns all around. We don't know where Brooklyn's going to be. Massive, massive troubles in the standings. You're gonna have to you have to be scoreboard watching for the next ten days, ten games, because a first round matchup with the Nets is deep, deep trouble for any team. Once again, thank you guys for listening. That is pinpointed where we're looking at all your favorite sports every week, giving you little updates. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music where this podcast will be posted. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Later.